is Business Fever NG Podcast. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. The next topic I'm going to talk about is something that I've been I've been struggling with because it's it's like at some point, do you feel like your business needs to grow and expand? Um, into other locations. So that way you're kind of almost hedging your risk. You're, you know, getting bigger market share and all these things. Or do you stay as and you just keep on refining your, your strategy, your business model and just excel in one location? And there were times when my goal was to have four locations and, um, <laughs> power of the mind and actually was able to secure four locations, not three other locations, including my current one. And, um, I felt like because there was a main hub, which is a, the, the current location we're in, we could kind of feed the other locations. We could run them very, very, um, uh, very lean, maybe two, three employees, um, no true overhead, you know, rent was much cheaper. So that was my goal. And we started off with, um, a look, a location in, in Agungi and one in Lekki. Then I did something across from me in Ilasan because I felt there was a lot of food traffic there and I could, um, I could tap into that market. So Agungi is very busy. We were not, we were like maybe two buildings away from, uh, Domino's Pizza and we were sandwiched between that and, um, there was a nut about cake and, and a decent supermarket right next to us and a very busy, um, frozen foods and all that frozen meats. All that. Um, so the first thing I did was I figured leverage on the Barbican Cravings brand. People know us already. We deliver to that area. Um, it would make sense to run that brand in that area. Um, and then I'm not worried about new menu or testing recipes out. It's just the same thing. But obviously we had to limit the menu offering because we, the bigger kitchen was at the main location. And, um, I felt like to avoid issues of wastages or just storage issues, minimizes maybe like four or five burgers and i also wanted to make sure that i in a way i wasn't going to compete with the main location as well so we had unique burgers there that was only was exclusive to that location and the idea is to draw a new market into that location so um there were challenges you know the biggest challenge i think i had was how to manage it so you have staff who you put in there and because no management is checking on them constantly, or even when management come, they check in, you know, 10, 20 minutes and then bouncing. So the staff were able to create a, let's call it a racket, you know, um, so there'll be days where they like, oh, they had no sales, nothing. Meanwhile, most of our supply chain, everybody has access to it. It's not like there's anything, there's nothing exclusive to us. My burger bread, uh, burger meat. I mean, our sauces, yeah, but you can, you can water it down, you know, if I give them maybe like two jars of burger sauce, they could maybe put mayonnaise and then make it stretch to about four or five. So anyway, there was really no way for us to, um, really see if there were sales or no sales, you know, um, so the way I knew that they had a problem there was I think sales had dropped like consecutively for like weeks and I felt like, let me just, shut it down and try to figure out how to, because it was a headache trying to manage those two places. We had a lot of wastages sometimes. Um, let me just shut it down, pull the staff back into the head office and then, um, just re-strategize. So we went to pick randomly like the old, the stock they had left 
it was there we realized that they had underportioned some of the items we had given them. And the excuse they gave, which is bullshit, was they underportioned it because they wanted to eat. So, for example, like let's say a sausage recorded in two, they cut it in three, according to them, and then they ate the, they ate a third piece. Now, I doubt that's what they were doing. I think what they were doing was they cut it in three and they were able to sell third part as, let's say, part of a burger as well. So they were able to just extend that. Maybe they would buy their own eggs, you know, get their own extra burger and things like that. So that was kind of like, well, so these guys are pulling the stunt then. And because it wasn't a, anything close to cash cow for me, I wasn't too bothered about sales there. I was just thinking, let's, you know, pace it. Let's be patient. It will pick up. So that was the first thing we tried then. Then I shut it out for a few weeks, maybe a month. And I t- told myself that I need to figure something out because that's a very good location. So I tried, um, I think I tried kebabs and I've always liked kebabs, but I, you learn now that it is not about what you like. And sometimes bringing a new product to market is very good. You can have, you know, let's call it first move advantage. But the truth is, what is the culture of the market you're in? You know, um, based on the European lifestyle, like kebabs on the streets, you know, um, or, let me speak, not European, but like the, the ones I'm used to, people buy snacks and, or kebabs and they walk around and eat it. But our culture is different in Nigeria. We're driving most times, you know, so I guess that's probably why it failed. Um, I kind of re- rebranded it as not a shawarma because it, it's, it was wrapped in a similar way. Again, the idea was give them something familiar, but with a different taste. You know, um, maybe I didn't put enough marketing into it. Maybe I didn't, wasn't patient enough. Um, that also tanked. Then I thought about dumbing the menu down to a 1K, 1.5 price range where we could get like a bigger market. So people walking past, they can pick it up. Um, it was like a stir fried rice that had Indomie, eggs, rice, you know, it was a breed between Chinese, like stir fried and like, uh, maybe like Indian stir fried rice, you know, cause I looked at recipes online. So we layered it up. It was fantastic. That tanked as well. Um, now the process of that alone was crazy because what we had to do. And in hindsight, I won't do it again. It was creative, but it definitely wasn't a fit for the market we were in. Um, it was not a good product market fit. So that didn't work. Then I hired um, two Hausa guys to do suya, and it would be offering like a suya shawarma um, and also, not shawarma, but suya wrap. Then I tried like the local chicken grilled. That I think that tanked as well too. So it was a mix of issues. Part of it was... Um, you know, because we had light issues there. By 10 o'clock, the guys were shut down. Um, and then it wasn't like we could run the gen overnight because we had no security there. So the next morning, things are spoiling. I think at three months or four months, I tried that. Then I shut it down. Then I recently thought about, yeah. So I think the, the stir fryer was the last thing that I did. I think Suya was before that. So this is just one location. Now, at the same time, I had a location in Lekki one by Sweet Kiwi. Now, that's off Admiralty. To me, that was also prime location. We could catch folks who were trying to go to VI, Ikoi through, probably Ikoi through the bridge. Um, even our lefty customers can come, come there and pick up. We thought we could leverage on the customers of, uh, of Sweet Kiwi. And even at the end of the day, I felt like even if we don't get customers, visibility alone there was fantastic because there's a lot of traffic on that road and having our, our brand there would be good, visi- good visibility for us. 
same issues. We have issues with the, with the team we put out there. There were cases where we get calls from the office to say staff are sitting on the fence, you know, with their girlfriends there hanging around, you know, things like that. And then there were times where food was fault as well because we were off their gen and maybe they had gen issues that affected us, you know. So um, a lot of challenges and that I probably shut that place down first. You know, um, because we, all these places are, we, the rent, the renovations, they were all losses. I mean, till today, you know, um, and even if I had to rent a place for like a year, I still didn't make money off the place. But it was that idea that I had to expand. I wanted to expand and I can almost recreate the success we have at the main location, which is not always true. And, you know, I'm not sure I held on long enough, but I think that I was very optimistic with the locations and I, I only looked at, one case scenario of, oh, traffic there, good brand, people are going to jump on this and the food is good. But it's not about how good your food is or, or you know, how much traffic is in areas. Like, are, are they, is that what they want to buy at that point in time? You know, um, across from us at the Chisco location, um, by the filling station, I got a small space. I had to deal with like the Amonile, went to the Ballet's house, you know, we paid. The idea was just shawarma because I wanted to be, I wanted that, I felt I wanted that daily money coming in. And I also wanted to create opportunities to make more money, you know, obviously serve more people as well. Um, that had its own challenges. Um, eventually I shut it down. And so the challenge really is why do we want to open another location? You know, um, oh, so also what I now realized was the reason why the lucky location and agnetic location also failed was we were serving all those customers from our main office. So people were buying from us, maybe also because of convenience as well. So they'll call up, they'll call the main line, place order, we deliver to them or call main line, come in and pick up or call main line, come in and sit down and eat. These two locations, lucky one and agnetic, we didn't have any of that. We just literally made it just a kitchen. You know, and it was just fast. Pick it up, go get in your car, or go home. So maybe the reason why folks were buying from us is because they were, they could call in ahead of time. Maybe they had more variety. Maybe they could sit down and eat. Maybe they could deliver. We could deliver it to them. So, you know, when I think I was not thinking about the Western world where you have a lesser McDonald's in one location and then they have a radius to serve. You know, and ideally you will not, you should not find another McDonald's within that radius. So as much as we think Lekki wants to VDC to, yeah, let's call it Chevron. It's a big, uh, community. It's a, it's, they're far apart. I don't think that they're far. I think they're still within the same community at the end of the day, even though we have little pockets of communities there. So my main location at Chisco can actually serve those locations. That was one of the hard lessons I actually learned at the end of the day. Cause if I had invested half the money in bikes, and uh, dispatch riders, we might have gotten bigger market share already, you know, but the headache, the years, the renovations, all that, a lot of time lost. But again, the small mistakes, relatively small mistakes, whether there's a, the priceless lessons. So, um, I guess for those who want to expand, question is why? Um, do you have the right team? You know, there's a lot of employee turnovers. Can you be consistent? Um, and can you serve those customers in another way without actually investing in a physical location there? Um, with the, you know, with apps, 
with social media, you know, I, I think that the way I see Lagos going, most folks are not really, they're comfortable with just ordering through phone, WhatsApp, Instagram, and they may not really care where you're located as long as you can serve them. And serving them includes they can add a pickup conveniently or they can, or you can deliver to them conveniently as well. So that's, um, my lesson. Now, does that mean I won't expand again? I'm always looking at opportunities to expand, you know, but, um, now I kind of pinch myself to tell, tell myself, like, am I ready for it? Do I have a strong team? And the other thing I did wrong was I wanted to have the head office manage the small locations, you know, um, which means I was trying to share employees, you know, meaning supervisor, go check them out today. And it's fair enough because why do you want to have a full-time supervisor in, a, in, a, in, an, out, in an outlet? It doesn't really make that much sense, you know. Uh, why do you want to have an extra one? Why can't you just make the main one do some hours in other locations? I and mean, I guess it works for some people, but it just didn't work for me. And I guess also because we had so much crisis we're dealing with at the main office that we'll have days, weeks that we'll never go to the outlet because they'll tell us no sale, no sale. You know, um, the things I would say, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the lesson I've learned. And it's always, the catch also is, why don't you take that risk? You know, and you won't know until you try. But um, I... I I think that it comes at a cost. And one thing I've told myself to do now, which I'm not sure I do all the time, is before I make a decision, I want to sit on it for a long time, um, maybe like one or two months, maybe even three months. And if I still feel that strongly about it, then I should go ahead with it. I think, you know, that optimism of, okay, it's you have money sitting now somewhere, somebody has given you an opportunity in this location, and you think you can make that wow impact. And you're like, sure, why not? And you just, you go through that whole process again. And it's costing you time. So anyway, to expand and expand, some are doing it successfully. Hats up to them. And some are struggling. I, I think that you have to decide which one's best for you and which one do you, which, what skills do you have and what resources, not money, because you probably need a stronger team. What strong team do you have? to help execute this. Um, and then also, do the, does the market want that from you? You know, it's it, that's the thing. Like, do they want that from you? Do they want you to have other locations? You know, um, I, I, I think it's, there's a lot of ego that is going around with business owners because it makes them feel bigger. But the reality is, what's the cash flow staying? You know, um, what's the market saying? You know, and when you go into a new area, you're only diluting the other op- options that people have. So, I mean, is that the field you want to play in? You know, can you match those prices? You know, can you can you afford the high rent, high over, overhead, uh, constant poaching of staff, things like that. Anyway, that's um, another topic that we touched on today. No right answers, but no true strategy. As long as you're true to yourself and there's a market for it, um, why not? And if there's no easier way to serve that market where the demand is coming from, then definitely open up another location. But if there's another way, explore it. Because this is a numbers game and this is a long-term game. You know, so it's not a race to... It's not a race. Yeah, it's the race. It's not a fast race. It's not a sprint. You know, it's a long, long, long race. 
you know um and my opinion is most folks who expand it thins them out and it um it gives more headache well i don't know but i think it gives more headache than it gives benefits and i think that at some point they would have to shut things down in fact they're going to shut things down because social media now has made it very much competitive you have folks who don't have brick or mortars they stay in the house and they have an extra room or bq and they're pushing food out they don't have the expenses that you have you know so really you gotta, you gotta think do i really want to expand i mean a lot of folks pushing out launch plans so why should i go to a restaurant why when i can sit in my office pay online and we we'll, we'll get delivered to my next time so i mean yeah that's that anyway um thank you one more time i i think i'm enjoying this i, I usually like rambling on anyway but i hope that this is uh this kind of sheds a bit of light and it, it makes you think again this is all about making people think you know think through it um before you make that choice because a lot of folks are packing up and they're packing up because of multiple reasons but sometimes the market just doesn't want it at the price you're offering you know or at the time they're offering it as well too and your lana doesn't care your employees don't care um your account officer your account officer doesn't care your bank balance doesn't care you know all right thank you very much guys ciao If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday for a new podcast. Thank you.